0: Strange. In his memoir, Riding in the Dark, British Biker Gangs 1963-1978, John Pitt, ex-leader of the Duco's Biker Gang, wrote of one of the most notorious gangs. He said, By far the wildest and weirdest group of riders were the Sinister Sisters. Everyone kept their distance from them. They were into a lot of the same stuff, of course, but they also had this whole other angle, some weird cosmic black magic thing. To tell you the truth, I never understood it. Though I dated a sister for a while, she was crazy. Well, the Sinister Sisters were an enigma, but that's how they liked it. They were formed in the 50s in Lincolnshire, though details are murky. By the late 60s, there were probably no more than around 15 regular members entitled to wear the patch. Their leader was a woman by the name of Hecate Hopkirk. She's described by the few who have been willing to talk about the gang's existence as tough yet fair, and someone who embodied the carefree spiritual optimism of the so-called Age of Aquarius. When asked in a 1974 interview for the counterculture newspaper Immoral Guardian, Former gang member, Janice Bobby, recalled...
1: We took a lot of acid and mushrooms. Hecate was about not giving in to the world. She was about going beyond all the usual shit. Barking was just another part of that philosophy. Hecate was on a whole of a spiritual level to most the other nitwits.
0: There was evidently a spiritual angle to what Hopkirk wanted the Sinister Sisters to be. But perhaps, just like the hippie dream itself, this spiritual awakening could never be fully realised. By the start of the 70s, the mood had changed and there were other characters within the gang who were strong-willed and wanted to assert themselves. One was a woman by the name of Maggie Demore. Demore was the second in command, a role she performed well, but by 1971, attention had crept into her relationship with Hecate. D'Amour had begun to feel disillusioned but what she termed Hecate's Juju mumbo-jumbo. She felt it was holding the sisters back from opportunities to make more money for themselves. In the end, Damore laid down an official challenge to Hopkirk. The official challenge meant that Damore was asserting a claim to be the leader of the Sinister Sisters. Hopkirk acquiesced. This meant that the two would race and the winner would become the boss. The race between the two women would be just a mile long, the end point being the roundabout at Cow Parsley Cross. You can read more about this location in OA number 10. The evening of Tuesday the 22nd of June was set, for 10.30pm. It would be a short race, but one which would require large amounts of skill and bravery from the riders. Along the mile stretch of road were spotters. It was Janice Bobby who took up the final spotting position just yards from the finish. Bobby is the only member of the sisters to ever give an account of what happened that night. Both riders were neck and neck for most of the race, both trying to hug the central line of the carriageway. One of them would have to brake sharply if things weren't to end in a crash on the roundabout island. Janice Bobby told it like this.
1: It was all so quick. There were screaming brakes and Hecate clearly lost control. That was it. The sound the bike made as it contacted the asphalt was awful. The most awful thing I've ever heard. She was flying even before her bike hit the roundabout and went spinning into the trees. Hecate rolled a dozen times and then disappeared into a hedge.
0: Within minutes, the sinister sisters left the scene, perhaps worried that the police were about to descend on them. Demore always asserted that she had simply acted within the code of the gang, that the loser of a leadership challenge was not entitled to any assistance and from the moment of their defeat they were no longer a member of the sisters. Demore also denied any foul play on her part. It was Hopkirk who lost control and became the author of her own demise. Demore had nothing to do with it, she claimed. Janice Bobby kept her doubts to herself but the whole incident made her question her involvement in the group. She left the sisters a year later and moved to Cumbria where today she runs an art gallery. So, what happened to Hecate Hopkirk? No one really knows. Following the events of June 22nd, no police report was ever filed and no motorcycle was ever recovered from Cow Parsley Roundabout. Further to this, there were never any admissions to local hospitals of anyone involved in a motorcycle accident on the night in question. It was as if Hopkirk had vanished. Today the spot where Hecate tumbled through the hedge is still visible. Some call it Hecate's Hole or Hecate's Hedge. In recent years, a legend has sprung up. If you stand at the spot on the anniversary of her disappearance, you will see Hecate Hopkirk appear back on her motorbike and ready to ride into the night. For more information on this and to read our more detailed case files go to occultariaofalbion.co.uk. Please remember that liking, subscribing and sharing about the Occultaria of Albion is really appreciated. You can find us on Instagram, at Occultaria of Albion, and on Twitter, at Occulteria. Thanks for listening. <coughs>